Gamers Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Dear brothers, sisters, friends and foes out there And welcome to another episode of the Blood Brothers Podcast With your host Dili Hussein and my co-host Thank you Hussein, assalamu alaikum everyone And today we have a special guest As you all know all our guests are special But today's yeah. guest is truly special uh, It's the first time we've actually met him uh, He's a producer, a director, a spoken word artist, an actor Mashallah's never ending accolades And that's brother Muslim Bilal Assalamu alaikum my brother Wa alaikum salam Zakhlah khair for honouring us with your presence, huh? No problem, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Respect for that. Now, I want to warm today's podcast up by presenting a scenario to you, right? And that scenario is, so let's uh, set the scene. The scene is that we're going on a boat ride, we're on a ship, you're on there for a week. On your own. You're Mm. on your own, however, there's going to be some options for you to keep you entertained, to keep you socialised, and we're going to give you these options and... Tell us your choices between the two, yeah? Alright, cool. I'm <clears throat> Let's do so this. to start with, let's decorate this ship. So this ship is going to have a flag so that it's identified and it's your choice. It's going to have a GB flag or it's going to have a flag of Jamaica. Which one would you choose? Jamaica. Moving right. on swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> From a creative perspective, if you had to make a choice between two, films or books? Like a, you had a little library, a little library on the ship, a library of books or a library of films? I'm going to go books. Okay. So you want to keep yourself fit for a week. Make a choice between having a treadmill or a cross trainer. What would you choose? Treadmill. Okay. So you've got a television, but you can only choose one of two channels. Islam channel or Iman channel. Which one would you go for? Iman channel. Okay. So you can have a choice between two very, very famous, prominent rappers who are late. They're no longer with us. Tupac or Biggie? You're going for Tupac straight Straight away. There we go. Moving on swiftly. He's he's the first person on the ship. Okay. You're going to have a choice between two very, very famous West Indian athletes in cricket. Brian Lara or Chris Gale? Brian Lara. Don't know. Of course. So you're going to have someone in the artistic field who are also Muslim with you. And you're going to make a choice between Omar Issa or Zayn Bikar. Who's joining you on the right? Zane's the OG, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> so we've got Brian Lara, and we've got, we've got OGs, Tupac, Zane, Vicar, and we've got oh, one we'll of Brian Lara. Okay, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the national dish of Jamaica is Akin saltfish. So if you had and to make a choice, choosing. it's choosing, yeah? It's 100%. done. It's not even I've got curry. I don't no. even need to hear it. You don't need to hear else. nothing, okay. Akin saltfish, my favourite dish. All day, all day, every day With for seven With hard food, boiled dumplings, Oof, yam, banana, that's it. Come on. Okay, moving on now. You have to make a choice between these two uh, influential and social media personality, but also funny when they want to be. And they're keeping you company for seven days. Oh, so bear that in mind. You've got seven days of these characters, yeah? Ali Dawa or Smile to Janna? Who are you choosing? <laughs> I might take Ali with me. Yeah. I love Zisha and Smile to Janna. Yeah. But it's too comical. I don't know if... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, like an um, introvert. Yeah. I don't know if I could deal with all those jokes. For a week. For a week, yeah, we're gonna get seasick. So I'm gonna take Ali because me and Ali can have a reason, like, okay. talk about the marriage documentary and all that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can <laughs> still Ali, Ali's on Do you know what, though? I've known Zishan for years, you know, I might have to take Zish, you know, because he's from Streatham, he's from your neck of the woods, okay, from yeah, my yeah, neck yeah, of the woods. Yeah. You know what? Sorry, Ali, I'm taking smart to Jan. Ali, that's it. Ali Sorry, hour cancellation. I was, I was picking, but I'm taking Zish. And there's a little secret about mine and smart to Janet's relationship, okay? Like, he. 
when I first started recording yeah. Streets to Islam, Guns and Roses, Judgment Day, mm. like a soldier, like back ten over ten years ago, mm. I recorded them and just put them on a CD and pulled it out. But I never made any videos and then all of a sudden I saw all my videos on YouTube with this great like introductions, halal dawa records. Like, so I'm a Muslim and I was like, bro, who's posting this stuff? And yeah. they're getting loads of views. Oh, I, saw, I saw Zishan in the mosque and he's like, that's me posting your videos. That's how I met him. So yeah, 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 I got it. For that, I got a roll with him. You're, you're, on, board, you're, you're on board, bro, you're on board. You had yeah. this journey, you had this, this boat trip. Last one. This is gonna it's gonna be a hard one, I reckon. It is a difficult one. It's not gonna be a Brian Lara or Akin Sofi situation here. Yeah. So you're gonna choose between probably the most prominent guests you're gonna have on your ship. The great Malcolm X or the great Muhammad Ali. Brahimahullah. I'm bringing Malcolm X. Yeah, I'm okay. bringing Malcolm X. Wicked. Come on. What a boat trip. What a boat That's trip. That's a serious right? ship right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got Aki and Saltfish, you got a treadmill. You got Malcolm on, you got some exercise, you got Zishan doing some editing. Yeah, right. Zishan, <laughs> bring a camera. Zishan knows that he filmed mm. he filmed one of my videos. Yeah. yeah. Searching video, that's him. Wicked. Yeah, with me and Castillo. Wicked. Yeah. On that now, right? You've got you've you've just finished a tour, if I'm correct, on the book and the upcoming film Faith. Mm. Am I correct? And how's that coming along? Yeah, all is well. All is well. It's um, it's overwhelming. Um, I'm very fortunate, grateful to be in the position I'm in mm. that I'm actually in this lifetime, which could be very short, mm. able to do a f- book and a feature film. Mm. Like, just looking at my life and my journey, my upbringing, where I come from, that's a massive achievement to say I got to a stage where I done my own book and I pro- and I directed a feature film at a high level. Mm. So, yeah, it's not nothing's easy. But I don't think um the task, how difficult the task is should ever stop us from trying to go ahead with the task or make us think oh, I'm not ready for that or not. We got we got to like accept the challenge mm. and just tackle it. So, uh, the book's out now That's available Where can on, people Where can people find it? Amazon That's available on Shahada Productions okay. Because Shahada Productions is Where you can see information about the film Yeah So I'm directing traffic there They could purchase the book And they could see information about the film The making mm. of yeah, Behind yeah. the scenes And where we're at And then um, the film is not complete We're like 80% complete Because it's not just filmed in the UK mm-hmm. Egypt we're, as well right? We're filming in Egypt Yeah mm. so We've got the other, the final bits to film mm. in Egypt, um, which we'll be doing early this year. And then um, then it's all about release. And are you hopeful about its dissemination? Like, like, it, it, like, are you hopeful for the kind of support that you're expecting the film's going to get? Do you know, like, I don't really... You see me, I'm not one of them people that has high expectations. When you... When you hope too much for something, you get if you don't get it, you set yourself up for disappointment. That's right. Fair enough. So like, you know those type of people who are, they're watching who's helping or who's sharing their latest work. Yeah. And uh, he's not, I noticed he didn't share my latest project and you didn't do this and you didn't <laughs> that. You spend your whole time disappointed in people mm. and making up quotes about cut people off because they don't help you when you're there. I ain't really into all of that. No one don't have to share my work. I've never, mm. the amount of times I've received messages saying, 
could you post and share my this or could you help with that I just do my work with sincerity and to the best of my ability and I let the work speak for itself I think if it's good you ca- it can't be ignored mm. so my focus is on just creating great things mm-hmm. and then once I did my job I leave the, less, the rest with destiny if I did my job and I know I done it 100% with sincerity and I done it my best and my yeah. intentions were pure and it was good then the guidance is the blessings can come from a life anything mm. and that's when it will just like before you know it you wake up and you're like wow look everyone's talking about it it's spread it's shit and that for me is more organic than asking people yeah, yeah. like people I'm not going to do a campaign this is my newest film my newest project I need everyone to support it this is what the community needs we need films like this can everyone please share it because if it does well then listen no I don't have to share anything mm-hmm. if the film's good the film's going to do good so just, so just, just, just do the work and see how it works. Let the quality speak for itself. Let the quality speak for itself and let people make honest decisions without pressure. Fair enough. Now, now faith is about, if I'm correct, bro, it's, it's about your life. My journey, not your my journey. life. Your journey then, yeah? yeah? yeah. Your journey from Rhodes to Dean to Egypt, in short. In short, yeah. Okay. Now, you've done a lot of spoken word, you've done a lot of lectures, you've done a lot of talks that more or less discusses this journey. So what makes Faith as a book and then as a film any different to what you've already delivered over the years? It's very different because it's not me speaking. It is a film and reach is one of the main differences as well. Like, for example, I might go and do a talk in Malaysia. There's Mm. 500 people in the audience. I go and do a talk in South Africa. There's a few hundred people. I go to Canada. I've done America. I've done France, Spain. I've done all over the world these talks. Mm. Now, every time I do those talks, for me, i done it already. Maybe last week. Maybe i done it yesterday. Mm. For the organiser of events, he's always organising events. Maybe he's heard it 10 times. But every time I do that talk, there's someone or people in that crowd that come up to me and say, wow, that just done this to me or that just done that to me. They've never heard it before. So we're in a box and what we've got to realise is the world is big Mm. and it's a lot bigger than that box. And the box might have heard it, but it is a big world out there. And this is now taking it to the next level of if if it's something that's impact, had major impact, on people within the box, mm. then I need to share it with the rest of the world, world mm. because it might have major impact with the, on the rest of the world. And how do I do that? The world ain't coming to the talks. Mm. And the truth is the world we're trying to reach, it definitely ain't coming to the talks. Yeah. And we got to understand there's, 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 diff- there's a market out there. It's like I went to an event the other day and there was like, it was a great turnout because there was at least 4,000 people there. But I took a good look at that audience and I could see the parents and the kids that the parents are still responsible for. Mm. As in the kids that are 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, where their parents have said, we're going to this event. But there was a gap. The children that are no longer still have to go with their mum and dad. Yeah. The 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds mm-hmm. 
24, 25, 26, 27, 28 year olds that are not really practicing, they're not in that event. There's a 10 year, like you could say like from 18 to 28, yeah. 17 to 27, whatever. They, there's they, a gap, there's a range of uh, absent. people absent. Mm. Absent, they don't even know that event exists. It's not in their world. Why do you feel that demographic is absent? Because it's not a part of their world and they don't find that, that doesn't appeal to them. There's no appeal, that doesn't appeal to them. That just, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a gap and we have to bridge that gap between them and the organizers. Do you understand? But that world, they definitely know Netflix and they are watching series. Yeah. We're in the era now where people are series connoisseurs, everyone's at home. Series, what series, series are you on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm on this series, I'm on that series. What have you watched next, man? Everyone's banging I've out series. I've got five series on the road. Yeah. Like, this is it. They're Confused. Like, there's certain series where they're so invested into that series. Yeah. You've watched, I've seen someone watching a series and they're on episode, like, they've watched so many episodes. I said, so basically you're in that world and the real world. Yeah. <laughs> you're in two worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real world part-time. <laughs> But so this is how much people are investing them into series. Like yeah. people are like, even when they're running out of every series, then they're taking to Instagram and putting what's good to watch. <laughs> like yeah. they need a new series. <laughs> it's like a fix. Yeah. So that world, come on. If I've got a connection with that market, mm. I've put over, I've probably had about six, seven films already on Netflix. Mm. I need to put, if I could put that story into a film and pull it out on that network or in that market. It'd be massive. I have to. Yeah. I have to do that. I have to do that. Because I've got... That's, that's the reach. I need that reach. So, so in, I know before we started filming, you said that you can't really give a time or a deadline of when you think Faith will be out. Uh, is there kind of a broader kind of deadline that you... Yeah, this year before the summer. Sure. I'd say this year before the summer. Probably the premiere before 2020 summer, yeah? Premieres is not run by myself. That's more <laughs> a distribution, yeah. distributor thing, yeah. a marketing thing. But the premiere will be the, within the week before the release, basically. Sure. Now, look, I'm going to ask you a frank question, Belayachi, yeah? Yeah. Do you get bored of yeah. discussing the same topics? No, do you know why? How do you creatively deliver it the same thing? In it depends what it is. So, so there's three topics, if I may. The three topics yeah. that are generally associated with your public work. Yeah. yeah Correct right. me if I'm wrong, B. Yeah. Right. So your story, your conversion story. Yeah. The kind of road life to Dean. Yeah. yeah? Racism that you've experienced. Yeah. From the Muslim community after becoming Muslim. Yeah. And third one is about the kind of industry itself, acting, music, and that kind of industry, and kind of your not not temptation, but a kind of pull towards the experience that. Experience you had in that, yeah. Mm. All so, right, so, first one, my story, conversion story, street life to Islam. I would never get bored of that. Mm. Never, ever, ever. For as long as if we go in my DMs, mm. every day, there's still. 15 messages, 25 messages, 30 messages one day, like emails. As long as someone out there is still saying, I just, like I'm today, I've been telling that story for 10 years. Today, I receive a message. I watched one of your films and um, I've always loved your work in film. Mm. 
But then I, I love your work so much, I researched you. And then I saw in your real life that you're actually a Muslim and this is what your real life's like. So I started watching your story on YouTube. Mad. Bro, when I saw your story, it's, and they're talking about how it's impacted them. I won't go into it. Mm. But that's today. Today. So I can't say, oh, I've told it for 10 years, I'm done with that now. Yeah. No way. I need, when I say there's certain deeds that we kind of need. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you can't throw them away. And your like, story's one of them, yeah? I need that. Yeah, of course. I can't throw that away. I can't afford to throw it away. It's like, I haven't got enough money to start throwing away money. Yeah. I ain't got enough deeds to start throwing away deeds. And what it is, is for as long as there's a need, as long as I know there's that young boy who's me, mm. what I was, who's, who's struggling, battling with decision-making, Mm. with where he wants to go with his life. As long as that young boy still exists, I need to still tell my story. But I keep it as that, just my story. Mm. I'm only talking from a personal level. And with that, and the same with the industry, because I know there is the same, the young boys are out there battling Dean, Faith, um, music industry, film industry, wanting to be celebrities. There's people battling in this field. So there's a so need for it. I have to keep telling my yeah, story okay. because, and answering, and I can't get bored of it because it could be having a great impact on some on someone else. Well, about creating what was going to be relevant. The racism thing, yeah. I got bored of that. Okay. I get bored of that. And then, you know, it is because, um, and this is not knocking no one, but it's not really something I overly speak on or I overly, overly even care about. Mm. But I feel like it gets attention. Mm. So let's say, for example, we could talk for an hour. Mm. But if I, and if you ask me about it, I've never brought up racism. People yeah. ask me about it. Yeah. Okay. I've got one poem where I mentioned, just a truth, because I'm telling my story. Yeah, it was yeah. hard to get married because of the, but yeah. that's it. It's just a little quick mention. I okay. talk about loads of other stuff. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when they want to talk about that, we might talk about it for five minutes in a one hour discussion. And then I might see the the video is they didn't accept me because I'm black because that's gonna get views. Mm. I didn't choose that as to be the quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? So it's like man will <clears throat> use that because it's a snippet it's, became a headline. That snippet becomes a headline. Yeah, yeah. That the headline could have been so many other things mm -hmm. like. Mm. I ain't even overly experienced racism like that. I've been in a couple situations. I've been Muslim for like nearly 20 years mm. and there's only been a couple situations. That's it. You know, I've, I've had experience of not getting married because I've, cause I'm divorced. No, they've refused me because I'm divorced. Do you understand? Yeah, or they've refused yeah, me yeah, because yeah. I got my Samaya. Mm. Like there's many different reasons why people won't. Mm. But that's, that's one of them. Mm. But it's not something I make a big deal out of. But mm. then when the video comes out, <laughs> Uh, they refused to black they put that big quotes and, yeah, blah, 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 and they use that bait. clip Clickbait, they use yeah. that clip when they're promoting coming okay. soon okay soon. yeah and <clears throat> i think it's because of the color of my skin and it's just that bit coming soon have you ever kicked off about that no i don't kick off about it because it's not like it wasn't done, done maliciously no it's not done maliciously yeah. at all so yeah. anybody if you've done that yeah. don't feel like i'm coming at you because yeah. i know for a fact Anyone who has done it or any of those podcasts that did do it, if I said to them, brother to brother, oh, I don't want that, they'd 100% say, all right, cool, let's not do yeah, that. Cool, cool, fair enough. Like, they're, not trying to, they're not trying to create no problems yeah, yeah, or yeah, nothing. Yeah. They just mm. found that bit was touching, mm. maybe, and interesting. And maybe it touched them, yeah. and it was powerful for them. So they wanted to use that. But for me, I'm just saying, that's the only area it's I It's one of the many things you shared. Yeah, yeah because yeah. 
I don't want to feel like if I go into a space and let's say there's loads of Arabs or Asians, as soon as I went to that space, the first thing they think of, he's been a victim of racism from us. Mm. He's, he's, he's maybe got a chip on his mm. shoulder. Yeah, he's yeah, hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. When really, I'm not even, I've experienced more love than hate. Alhamdulillah. So Alhamdulillah, man. I'm not really know. like, got some big chip on my shoulder or even thinking about it. Like, yeah. No, that's wicked to know. But look, since now that you've actually said that racism isn't even a topic which you necessarily speak about a lot or specialize on, mm. right? Or so, but it just happens to be because of a one or two mentions in a, in 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 a, in a talk, yeah, right? Yeah, like some life experiences. Yeah. Yeah. over yeah. a long period of time. So, yeah. so, so overwhelmingly, you, you've not necessarily experienced anti-black racism from the black Arab community. I've not really not not because the truth is, listen. It's like, I've received a lot of love, mm. like a lot of love. I've also experienced racism mm. and I can see it's evident, clear as day, it exists. But I don't think I'm the one shedding light on that. Mm. I just think it's a fact that like everyone can see it exists, isn't it? Mm. Like, it's just a fact. Like, and, but I'm not the activist mm. or the one trying to make change on that. Yeah, yeah. I think that that change needs to happen from within. Do you from, understand? From within those respective within communities. Within those respective those communities, communities. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not that activist speaking out like, da, 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 da. it's just not my role, my position. Yeah. Everyone is like one big puzzle and we're all trying to do different things within that puzzle. Mm. I'm taking care of a different field. Fair enough. Bring them young street kids to me that are struggling on the roads and struggling with street life. I want to take care of that situation. Mm. This guy here... He's good with politics. This guy, don't come to me with the politics. Mm. Don't talk to me about this and your thoughts on Brexit. It's, it's not my field. Mm. Everyone is good in different areas. And that's how, when we come together, and the, when the problems arise, is when people try to venture into other areas, which when, is not when, for them. When they step out of their lanes, it's, yeah? Yeah, like that's when it gets messy. Yeah, I'm sticking to my area, what I know. I come from a council estate mm. in South London. Mm. I grew up around crime and violence and badness and I converted to Islam. So if you're saying there's a group of people who are suffering from crime and violence, etc., etc., then you need to really say to me, deal with them. Mm. You, you should be the one speaking to them. Mm. You can deal with them. Or if there's people in the entertainment industry, da -da -da -da, deal with them. That's my field. That's where I'm, I can speak to the people in the language they understand. I yeah. can maybe do that. If you say it's politics, you might say, listen, call cool, Loki. Yeah, yeah. Loki can deal with the politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> if, it's, if it's someone wants to learn Islam, go to the scholars. Mm. They're the ones to teach them that. If someone wants to, everyone's, there's a different field. Mm. And I think everyone should deal with their area. Respect. So on, so, so on the issue of road life, being on road uh, for our viewers and listeners <clears throat> and even those who listen to the rerouted podcast i did i spoke briefly about my life before becoming practicing and and being involved in gangs and, and road life for some years and before my fixed up and then had some very close calls with the authorities given that life right and given that music which reflects that lifestyle mm. i would say that right now grime is having its golden era in the uk would you agree? No. In terms yeah. of its reach, I would say grime yeah. is having a golden era right now. It's being mainstream. Within, 
grime Afrobeats British just rap British music yeah is, yeah. is, is, is like uh, like that kind of world yeah because grime is like for me it's a particular lane in it it's that okay fine Afrobeats grime and British rap British yeah, hip hop yeah, it's yeah. having it's gold. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think I it's know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I think it's having it's golden era right yeah, it is, it is, so it is. so on one of our podcasts we had our dads on yeah our dads yeah. on and, 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 and we spoke to him about look you were part of a gang you were part of the gas gang from Brixton and then you got into music and I asked him what is the solution like Boris Johnson came to you instead of putting like anti-knife messages on chicken and chips boxes yeah if that's not the way forward but you had a way to address knife crime amongst youth what would you say it was he said look open up more studios right and I know that's that's a sentiment which is held by a number of uh, grime artists, rappers, and so forth. Yeah, he basically said, Look, let young boys and girls get their creative juices going and give them some activity that they could unite on. Yeah, so when they're not in the studios, they're not stabbing one another, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, given that there is a fair number of Muslim grime artists and rappers, without mentioning any names, right? Uh, if you know any personally, again, without mentioning names, how do you overcome giving them the nasiha and the advice that perhaps? Uh, continuing with that industry may not be the right thing for reform. Well, you just said to let them be in their own, res- let them find their own feet in their own journeys. Like how can see? Like if, if if a man was part of a gang, yeah, and he's given up that life and he's gone into the studio to rap about that life, yeah, I find that quite. I find it problematic. As in, that's the source of creativity. Yeah, but no, what it is is rap is an expression. Okay. So the reason why when they, they're in that studio and they're rapping, they're rapping about that life is because that's what they're experiencing. They're expressing their feelings on yeah. what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the more successful artists, yeah. they're no longer knee deep and they're no longer rapping about knee deep, all that violence and all that. That's true. Yeah. Because they're rapping about what they're experiencing now. A lot of the successful artists talk about when you get money, yeah, yeah, yeah. people people say you changed, yeah. or that, yeah. you find out who your friends are. Because yeah, 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 yeah. that's what they're experiencing now. But to begin with, they do talk about Yeah, because that's what they're experiencing. So they everyone were, yeah. talks about rap is real. Mm. And that's everyone talks about what they're actually going through. Mm. So if you go and bring a kid off the estate and say, come in the studio, he's going to rap about... I got ha- I got to carry it with me every day. Yeah, I yeah. feel lost without it because mm. that's what he's feeling like now. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a it's a um, it's a transition that they're going through. And then those who make it out of it through that music, mm. that's why they're going into that studio. When the man's saying build the studios to get them off the street, because he's thinking get them off the street, put them in the studio. When they're in the studio, they might be able to make some money. Yeah. This is the thing we're talking about is money. And once they start making money, they no longer have to be within that environment. They the steps are they move to a different area. They can afford to now live mm. outside of that locality where yeah. they grew up and mm. was raised and where every day they're not only a victim of their surroundings, they're a victim of their friends and peers are calling them. You might say I'm going to go straight now. I'm not going to cause trouble with anybody. But your friend phones you. Oh, I think he just tried to lick man in my face. Da, 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 da. We need to. Yes, yeah, so you remember. Now you got to go with your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're still in, mm. even if you're trying to be out. So the first thing is they make that money and they come out of that environment. 
once they're out of that environment, they're living in a better area now. They're making more money. They're coming away. They're helping their friends. Mm. They're inspiring their peers around them to do things. Like one of the friends might have come with them to Radio One when they're doing an interview. And then he's sitting there thinking, boy, I could be that guy. Or yeah. I could be this. Or this. They're exposed to a whole new world. And then they start changing, changing, changing until it's no longer about all that street stuff Fine. eventually like it gets to that it gets to that place so that's how it is and what 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 we're learning from this is it's not really just about building the more studio that's what they know in it it's about creating alternatives that's what he's saying in a nutshell yeah create an alternative to keep them off the street provide opportunities the, nu- the, the studio is what what he knows that's why he's using that as an example sure that's what's helped him and that's what's helped so many people he's seen around him. So what we got to show is people can see evidently the success, success stories from that music. Mm. We need to show, expose evidence of other success stories. Which is what we said, remember? Now, they might look at me and say, evidently MB was making films. And he, I might want to make films. But let's look at this now. If they say, well... Omar Issa gave up music and done the sheets. Mm. He just put out a post the other day saying he's broke. Yeah, he did. I ain't making no money from the sheets and poetry or telling my story, really. Mm. So if that's all I'm doing, I'm going to sound broke still. Does that mean they're going to be inspired to do that? <laughs> they mm. might say, How could it, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I, like, we be the inspiration? Because, and this is the problem, we're not investing in this. No one doing these doing the, let's say, the Islamic, trying to do more Islamic kind of work, he's being invested in. The industry. In, there's the, no, we ain't got the, an industry. The, the, so, so you're saying... We didn't even make it in Yeah, so Omar Issa said the same thing. Like, we didn't even make it. doesn't one. exist. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even so, exist. So, and so. that is mad. That's ludicrous that we didn't even make it industry. Because really and truly, within boundaries, that should have been... It should have been a thing like, we should have created alternatives. There should have been like... You said to me earlier... What TV station do you want to pick on the boat? A man channel or Islam channel? I'm thinking of where my friends are. Mm. But if I based it on the channels, I'm thinking, boy, they're both as boring as each other. Do you understand? That's the truth. No offence to all my friends. But they're both as boring as each other. Like, I'm saying, what, you might as well give me a Netflix. And I'm even saying that. And or you might as well give me that the National Geographic yeah. like something where I can watch something interesting. Yeah. Especially if it's seven days. Oh, man, boat, right, seven days on the boat, and I just got to watch a guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the sofa. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Talking with his guests today, yeah. talking like so. We never invested in any of our industries, and I feel like our industry, and this is this is my honest truth. Yeah. I love so many people, but I got to speak my truth and yeah. what I've seen from where I'm standing. We take from the people our industry. You see, in the mainstream world, there's a game of give and take. So don't get me twisted. They're, ta- they're taking, but they're giving. So and with us, we only take. Have so you- we've got, let me land that, like we've got TV stations. Yeah. But they're not there to give out anything to anyone. Like, well, we're providing something great for you all to watch. Mm. They're just there to, as like, it's almost like they've been set up mm-hmm. to fundraise. Mm. They're just there all year round. They're just trying to Same do thing. any kind of show. They survive from fundraising. Survive any show, they, they, any show they, they can put on just to make it to Ramadan when they yeah. can fundraise yeah, and yeah, make yeah. that real money. Bam. That entire channels are formatted like that, bro. And then yeah. the events is all set up 
so they can have that t- half an hour segment of fundraising. Mm-hmm. You think that event is so people can come and <laughs> learn or sk- have fun or we're creating an alternative? No, it's so we can fundraise. Everything's to take from the people. Have you ever given this advice to the brothers? No, but I'm saying we need to give because mm. if you're not giving nothing, you're just taking. Take, 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 take. There's nothing to give. One could argue, one could argue then that, look, there is an industry, right? But that industry and those who have smashed it in that industry have done it as a result of certain compromises. So instrument-based machines. That's not our industry. That's a mainstream thing. Okay, so, so... I'm saying, again, that is, that is, I'm saying the Islamic industry. What they've done there is they've followed the model of the mainstream industry yeah and you can see the benefits from it let's say for example Dean Squad Mah- no, forget Dean Squad let's look at Mahrezain, Mahrezain yeah. Harris J yeah, God yeah? Lord. yeah let's look at these kind of people where it's like they got a reach you can see right there's a young kid here he's got reach he's got mm. appeal young Muslims love him mm. let's take him in let's package him polish him put him in the studio get help brand him invest in him and put him out there look at what you've done thousands and thousands and thousands of records sold and when you invest in something it does and they and they made money from it they actually made money from it and the same with Mahir Zayn the same with Sami Yusuf now what I'm saying is when you do something like that it's actually an investment it comes back now I'm saying Obviously, with them awakening, they they um, they stick to the music artists, the ones who use music mm. still. That's their decision. So I'm saying, within the is- Islamic world, we got a problem with music. We don't know, is it that, is it that, da 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 There's a problem, but there's no solutions. Yeah. All right. So if they've found an artist, if you've got an artist now, like... Omar Isa or Muslim Bilal, whatever, yeah? Who's, oh, this is an artist who's not using no music. He's speaking about stuff that are beneficial, blah, blah, blah. You grab that artist and package him and do something properly with him, it will also go much bigger. Because it look how big it went with no one. Mm. That's just with me. Mm. I have no, I never had any support system. Mm. So imagine how much reach. I'm in the mainstream industry. Mainstream artists tell me they don't get as much bookings as me. Like you get and that's with no do you understand imagine it's packaged in it and all that as well yeah. but we don't I told you we don't give nothing because that would mean having to give mm. we're just there to take yeah and they'll take from me in a sense where they'll say we'll put you on the flyer for our next event because you might help us get people in the hall so we can fundraise <laughs> when they get to the hall yeah, yeah that's all it's about it's not about me they don't even care about like what are you saying? Am I saying anything? Mm. What's my st- like? What am I doing? They don't care. They're just like, as long as we can put you on the name and does you get bonds on seats? You can get the bonds on seats. That means we can sell this amount of tickets and fundraise, and that's our. That's all we care about. So if you can give one piece of advice mm. to brothers and sisters who are economically affluent, who support and well, have so- the capacity to do. What you, just, what you basically said when it comes to giving and supporting an industry. Listen, listen, I can't advise. All you I'm can't, saying you can't. Is, give, give someone some, All I'm saying is, what it is, is it takes for someone to care. Yeah. And the truth is, most of the people that care are the people that are impacted. Mm. Yeah. They're the people that care. It's when your son is 17 and he's on the streets, he's doing this, he's doing that. And the truth is, 
the people who are impacted are the people that are still local mm. are still living in a council estate mm-hmm. in Bethnal Green and blah 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 and the people they're the people that care and the people that care are the people that are impacted are the ones who don't have much money truth is the ones who have money and are in that position to make change and to do make things happen they're not impacted it's not they're, on their radar. So, they're so there mm. it's not on their radar it's not affecting them and it's not affecting their children True. therefore they're not thinking of those ideas mm. and this is the problem that's so, a that's a quagmire then bro how do we overcome that because you're right in a sense do you, think, do you think we're gonna overcome that <laughs> listen well, i'm, I'm telling you I'm, I'm we ain't gonna that. overcome that Sharing, okay. and what's gonna happen is is soon before you know it because right now we like i said that box here is getting smaller and smaller yeah i was watching a show and there was it was like a muslims like us show yeah um not in the uk set abroad australia uh no this was in holland okay and a muslim goes into the house 10 muslims are in a house living together see how they get along all with different kind of they had the exact same show in britain they had the same one here but i was watching one in britain in um Holland. Holland. holland yeah yeah first muslim goes in and I'm sitting with some brothers because one of the brothers we knew was going in. Yeah. yeah. Right. First Muslim enters the house. She's a girl. She's like, hey guys, I'm an influencer. You know, she's not like hijab <laughs> or nothing. She's yeah. got her hair out. She's wearing like re- kind of revealing clothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, can't wait to get in the house and meet my fellow Muslims. The, f- the guys are like, oh my God. <laughs> Second person goes in the house. Hi, my name's brother I'm from Egypt. I bought my guitar. I'm a oh musician. Da, da, da. Next so Muslim goes in the house. It's a good start already. Um, who wants shisha? I bought my shisha pipe. Next Muslim goes in the house. Oh, ready. Red hair. Um, I'm 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 a lesbian, gay Muslim. Da, 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 da. Next Muslim goes in the house. So the brother next to me. It's getting better and said, better every time. No Muslimics. Nothing. No, no practicing. No. Muslims. So then one goes in who's proper practicing. Yeah. Like he, you could see. They must have miswalk in his hand. Like, and then he's got a thorb on. And then there goes the brother next to me said. I've had enough of this. Why are they showing Muslims like this? Mm. Why are they always Extremes. misrepresenting us? Yeah. Why don't they put real Muslims in the mm. house so people can really see what we're like? Why do they have to do this bad representation mm. of Islam? And I said, let me stop you for a second. You see what they're doing? That's not a bad representation of Muslims. I That's was... exactly what we're like. That is actually a spot on version of us. I said to my brother... That's the... us. No, no, I said to my brother the other day, I said, at a push... At a push, I think the Muslim community in the UK at a push is about ten to twelve percent practicing. At, at a push, push. I would say when he said I 10, would say three percent. Yeah, when he said ten, I was like, I go five at a push. I say three. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying don't commit major sin. Pray the five salahs. At a push. At a push. Yeah. At a push. The yeah. reality is, we, there, might, there might be some that are socially conservative. Some are most, many are non-practicing. So even when Britain had the Muslim like us show, yeah, mm. I looked at it and I thought, you know what? As cringeworthy and as much as I dislike it, and as much as practicing Muslims want to believe that most of the community that's the world, isn't it? Yeah, but that's the reality. That's the reality. That's world, yeah. And we gotta see it as that's really us. If you put ten in, only one of them's gonna be that guy mm. who you and the other are gonna be the influencer, Everything else, yeah. the, the the shisha person, the the musician, the, 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 this is a true represent and what the problem is is we are too much people's in the box. I said, because you're in a box, you only see your house, your masjid, your local brothers, mm. and you're thinking this is it, and this the is community. the dawah, and this is the community. You need to understand the real world and what's going on in the real world. And lots of people don't really realise what's going on in the real world. 
Like, I'm in the real world. Enough people, when they come to me and they comment on me, bro, I say, bro, I'm in the real world, you know. Mm. I'm not in the box that you're in. I'm in the actual real world. I can see what's really going on. You see, when I'm posting on my Instagram, it's different from you posting on yours. You're posting to a box of Muslim followers who are already understanding five daily salah, already understanding mm. this, already understanding that. <clears throat> and you're doing everything in like for that audience. Speaking of brothers Preaching and sisters, to the, converted. to the converted. Your people, yeah. When I'm posting my thing, I've got Premier League football players. I've got m- people in the music industry with number one platinum selling albums. I've got people. So my, my network is totally different. And it's, and it's like... So how do you tailor it then? How, how do you tailor... No, so my network totally different. How do you tailor your content f- to accommodate for that kind of fellowship? It's about not preaching anything. You never come on my page and see me preaching or trying to teach people about my religion. Mm. But what they will see is the way you live, bro. Mm. There's something in that. The mannerism, Mm. like the conduct. There's something in that. And they know I don't hide my religion. I'm just going Saudi, doing a quick pilgrimage, needed this. That's it. And they can see it. And then they comment. But then this is the problem. One platinum selling artist sees me in Saudi and comments I need to come there and pray with you that looks peaceful yeah. and that person got a blue tick and then then my Muslim followers comment under his comment because they're thinking right look who's commenting he's ready and they start going no you can't go with him you need to be Muslim first <laughs> what, no, no, no. you need to say <laughs> inshallah oh we don't do those emojis send voice notes to the Fatiha and then they start hitting him up with bare dawa and I'm saying listen don't spoil my thing you know? <laughs> like don't spoil oh, my, my thing because now you know how many of them have had come to me saying boy I might not even comment on your page anymore because your thing's different you say one thing on your page that your Muslim fans or your the Muslim brothers come at man like differently and they think <laughs> they think something that I made them think was beautiful like your face looks so beautiful so peaceful man yeah. now they think well your face is mad yeah. well you can't even write on your page like it's mad <laughs> they go nuts <laughs> who are they like nothing that's what they think and I'm there making excuses saying boy no it's not like that they say nah bruv you put I put one thing on your page and I'm like am I allowed to say that on his page yeah. like I'm thinking I'm saying right how did we become that in a sense where we're meant to be the most welcoming, loving, embracing, embracing people. I said, how can you get? How can you get it so wrong? Like, yeah, it's a might, proper own goal, isn't it? How can you get it so? Rather to open up the nursery, just throw us all in there. Like, we just need to go back to school. Like, proper back to basic. Sometimes I think, like, no one's. Put, but there's there's little things where we're just like, come out of that box, that bubble, and deal with humanity. Mm. Mm. Do you understand? I, I, Real hum- humans, like hundred percent, man. Look, whilst I'm in Molson, entirely agreement with you, but just to play like the kind of devil's advocate, right? Mm. Would you say them zealous Muslims who jump onto Bearman's posts and like, and, and like being at Haram police and enjoying good food, yeah, to, to some degree or another? Would you appreciate that the reason why some or many Muslims do them kind of things, which you just described, yeah. is to avoid? any kind of watered-down compromise from the very onset. Because what ends up happening with famous people who become Muslim, that they're given a kind of a green light to kind of do things which 
are either Islamically questionable or outright wrong. Let me, yeah, well, people would argue that they've entered incorrectly. Well, for example, Sinead Connor. Yeah. When Sinead Connor became Muslim, yeah. right, it was a massive thing, right? Mm. And she sang the Adhan, right? Yeah. And, the, and that video, it was a madness because everyone was coming to, why is she singing the Shahada? Yeah. Shahada? She's not, you can't sing the Shahada. Why is she, mm. why is she saying that? And there's some people saying that it's super empowering. Super empowering, exactly. So the point I'm trying to make is, do you think them, them kind of haram police, zealous Muslims exist that's on social media? It's because they don't want... Another one of those situations. Another one of those no, situations. but that's an extreme one-off situation. I don't think we're gonna always get that no, no, whole Sinead, Sinead yeah. Kind of yeah. singing near that. Okay. And I get that. Now, don't get me wrong. You see me, yeah. I'm not against the Haram policing. You know, mm. like I'm not one of those brothers that's like, leave us to do what we want. Don't yeah. judge us. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. We need policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people go. Everyone, like, you can't just be left to your own devices. There's some policing required. You need some policing. Yeah, and I'm, I like, yeah, yeah. listen, any brother who, and our dean, let's just face the facts, our religion comes with rules. So, like, it does come with rules. On, and there's things that we have, we, there's, there's wrong and there's right. Mm. There's good and there's evil. And we have to try and stay within those rules. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not one of them man who's just saying, don't hit me with my rules. Yeah. Let me live how I want to live. It's my life. Me, yeah. Only Allah can judge me. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Listen, I want to get to paradise. Yeah. So man has to try and stay within these boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with some haram, with some policing yeah, and involved advising, yeah. and advising. Nothing wrong. Trust me. It's I needed. love needed, any yeah. brother who wants for his bro- good for his brother. Yeah. Is a beautiful man. That's right. And if you see something within someone that you think they need correcting, it's a nice thing to try and help them. But it has to be sincere and it has to be from the heart. And also, if policing that situation within that manner could cause, could end up creating a worse situation, then that's when you should leave it and rethink your way of policing the situation. That's right. So it's like, if I see. Right, you've done something wrong. MB's done something wrong. Let's use me, for example. Mm. I don't mind. Let's say I done something wrong. If a man says, ah, MB done something wrong, cool. Let me make a video about this. No, that's my to opinion. advise. No, I have to because he's done it wrong. He's in the public eye. I need to do it's a, a video. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, now I'm saying, wait, bro, <laughs> whoa, whoa. That public video you're about to make about me, I'm not just anybody. Yeah. That's going to go viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that's not just to help the people. That's to make a big scene. That's for yeah. you as well. Yeah. Now that's about the hype and the hits and the... You just created a big scene, bro. It's not advice anymore, yeah. And it's not advice. And furthermore, you know, do you understand? So it's just a way of policing. And then if you comment under a post sometimes, are you policing a situation or you're creating fitna? Because now everyone's arguing, True. arguing back with your comment. True. So it's just about what's the intentions Sincerely, mm. yeah. is it to help? 100% I've had enough brothers hit me up, like, and go, Bro, do you know what? I see you post something. I was thinking, Boy, you're by the car bar, you're in that there. I wouldn't play with that. Mm. Like, you've got to think about this and think about that, and da 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 da. But I'm just saying, and I could tell the way he's saying it, I don't want to hurt my feelings. Mm. He wants to be delicate. Yeah, come from the I right can place. see it. I said, Bro. I hope you don't take it the wrong way, brother. I still love you for the sake of it. I say, bro, take it the wrong way. You're trying to help me get to paradise. I love you, bro. Wicked. I love you. You are allowed to advise me like that. So you're saying this. You're saying it's more to do with the styles and context of policing. It's just yeah? the way. Because we're pushing people away. Mm. We're pushing people away. All right, listen. I'm going to use Mufti Menk as an example that people want help mm. and love help. 
Mm. It's just the way you help. Mm. Because you see, Mufti Menk, and so many people know and listen to him. Mm. Non-Muslims I know. When I post him on my page, they go, I love that guy. Oh my gosh, mm. was you at a speech of his? Mm. That guy's amazing. I always watch him online. Mm. Now, what do you think it is? You see, Mufti Menk, you never see, he seems like he's coming with so much love. Mm. It seems like everything comes from a place of love. You think he genuinely wants good for you. That's why he's speaking to you. And that's why he's advising you. You can see the love. It's oozing. Like you can just, and that's why people are li- reaching and receiving it. And that's yeah. why if he does an event, everyone's coming. Even the sisters who don't wear hijab are putting a scarf on that day to go listen to him. Yeah. But then there's certain speakers. No, and it's because it looks like, and it sounds like it's coming from a place of hate. And we just need to work on that. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. It's like, that's what we need to work on. And that's so we can open it up to a wider audience. And don't get me wrong, some people like me personally, if I'm listening to a lecture, I need you to scream at me. Like, so there's there's something for everyone. Yeah, like, I like them hard. Yeah, like, some, like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I feel like that's what like, moves us here. Yeah, some might need harshness. But we're all in different stages. Mm. And it's like school. Not everyone's in nursery. Not everyone's mm. in prime. Not everyone's in junior. Mm. So there's something for everyone. We need those big ulama that are coming to the winter conference screen we need that because mm. there's brothers that are practicing upon tawheed and they want to go and get some more knowledge they need those classes but then we also need them local people of knowledge the yahya ibrahim mm. that's going to do the local conferences for the families that mm-hmm. are at that stage mm. and they want to listen to that and then we need those young brothers online mm. Because there's people that's just online and they just want to learn their whole thing online. Yeah, that's right. So everything, and, and they're in a different, but they also need the, the me's. Of like, you need the it's ease, about, bro. we need the me's of the world. Like the ones that, there's people that are just not even into that field, not mm. even in that world. They're just mm. watching films and chilling. Mm. But everyone wants inspiration. Mm. Everyone wants to change. Everyone's empty. Everyone's got a sadness and everyone's looking for something better. But where are they going to find it? He's that one there is not gonna know about the winter conference. Mm. He's not gonna know about those scholars, and he's not gonna have he's not to understand. Men can or he's not gonna know about that, or he's not gonna watch them people. He might come across a me though. Mm. So it's the root in. But what I think is important is that none of us, except for the main ones, are trying to teach people the thing. That's it, because that's when it can get messy. Where did you learn that from? Where did you learn that from? Mm. I learned it from Muslim. No, I can't teach you that. We're just motivating them to yeah. go and learn from the people who really have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you said that obviously you, you, one of the, you're one of distinct areas of dawah, your work is to obviously deal with man on road. Yeah, mm. or man still on the road, uh, trapping, struggling, dealing with many kind of challenges and obstacles that, kind of that comes with that, life that, comes with that lifestyle. Yeah. Now, if you look at currently, there's a massive debate going on in the UK about... Um, Muslims, Muslim inmates, right? That there's an over-representation of Muslims in prison. That in terms of a demographic, we make up about 5% of the population, but we make up about 10 to 12% of the prison population, right? Mm. Now, statistics has also proven that the highest number of conversions to Islam in prisons are black males, right? Why do you think that that is such an appeal uh, to predominantly African Caribbean men who were generally raised in Christian households, uh, that in prison that Islam is something that's appealing. Is it something which is genuine, which I genuinely I don't think we can even pinpoint specific cases, 
Or do you think it's, there's, a, there's also an element of a hype thing inside prison as well? Yeah, well? What are the circumstances that surround that decision for in prison, statistics show, from people black, that you, black men converting to Islam? Everyone's case will be different. Sure. However, I could tell you because it was known on the streets where I was from in South London, that it was like, they called it like the rise of the Muslim boys, yeah. that there was a huge number of conversions between of the young black males yeah. and people of other, other ethnicities, yeah. but it was very dominant with the young black males on these council estates in South London definitely was converting rapidly between the year of 2003 to 2006, seven. It's like 2001, 2000, it was like, you're a Muslim. I remember in 2002, when I said, I'm a Muslim. They go, you're a Muslim? What, what made you... Is that okay? Like, yeah. are you allowed to even be a Muslim? Isn't that for like Asian people? Or black? It was like, what, what made you do that? Fast forward three years. Oh, you're not another one of those Muslim boys, are you? It was just like... Why? Why did that happen? Everyone. Shifted. Because... And what I believe it is, is... Would you say certain top boys that were part of old crews became Muslim? This, Allah is the most wise, isn't it? Mm. So it's like... I could see that it was definitely more influential people that was taking Shahada first, leaders. Yeah. And it's not just more top boy, it was those who knew how to articulate well. So when I'm going back to my area, the way I explain a story to a group of people, it, it lands. Whereas another man might not be able to explain it the same. We're all skilled in different areas. Yeah. But the main thing is, and Hidayah is from Allah, Ghan is from Allah. The main thing is, this religion is the truth. It's the haq. It's mm. the truth. And when the truth is presented in front of you, it's hard to deny it. So what it is, is from that period, when you're in that kind of world and lifestyle, you're searching for something. Mm. You're searching. Yeah. So your glass is <clears throat> empty and you're looking for something to fill it. You're right. searching. Yeah. So in your time of searching, something comes to you, which is the truth. And it looks like you're looking at a person. I remember someone said to me, you're glowing, bro. Like, you're glowing, bro. What is, like, since you became Muslim. And this is a man sitting there with his spliff in his hand. Yeah. Probably stressed. Yeah. So imagine you've got your spliff and you're just chilling on a normal, but you're seeing this guy and you're saying, bro, you're glowing. You want that glow. <laughs> That's the truth. Man just wants a piece of that glow. Like, what is it you've got? Like, I want some of that glow. Yeah. So a man just start asking, what is it like? What are you reading? Like, what are you doing now yeah. with yourself? How are you getting that And it's just like, you know what? We was distributing. We had a CD, Purpose of Life by Khalid Yassin. Yeah. Oh, love, classic. Listen, I would just say to a man, classic. one second, let me go to my yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Classic, classic, classic. I get the CD, Purpose of Life. Life changer. Listen to that, my bro. Yeah. Listen to that. Classic, for real, for real. Listen to that. And he'll go, yeah? All right, I'm going to listen to that. And a man's going to go, smoke his weed, yeah. and put on Khalid Yassin. What is the purpose of your life? That's right. Are you just living to celebrate your birth? And he's listening to it going, oh, this is... And that's... That's life. That was hitting. Them, and this is what we need. Their man was hitting points. I'm not even going to lie. You lot, Man, show me a CD that hits like that. Mm. Now, mm. even a man saying today they want to convert, I'm having to go back to the purpose. Mm. 100%. Why? We've evolved. You just said music, grime, look how it is. It's, like it's high now. Everyone's evolved. Netflix weren't around mm. then. Everything's changed and evolved. Mm. Why, are we, why am I still going back to Purpose of Life? Mm. 
Where's the news? Where's the news? Like, I'm meant to be saying, watch this film, watch this DVD, watch that. Now like, I'm meant to have man's converting what was on cassette tape mm. into CD now. But, but Khalid Yassin's purpose of life was big. Though, it was bro. big, but I'm saying, and it was it was sick. That Him, Sheikh Faiz, that was that a big, helped me. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, when did we evolve? Like when did we? That's what's right. the, where's the news stuff? That's yeah, right, yeah. Who, what am I saying to a man now? Yeah. Someone, I was on the phone before I come in. There, you saw yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what a man said to me? Mm. I need you. To give this person some some of the CDs and the YouTube links of what to watch because yeah. they're Muslim but they don't know nothing. Mm. So I say, don't worry, don't worry. I'm thinking in my head, alright, purpose alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. women's But if there is, tell me, comment it below, whatever. I want to know. But why are we still going back? So then I'm giving that man purpose alive. He's listening to it, and when you listen to it, bro, mm. you can't argue. Yeah. And when a guy in jail. They all go in jail. That's a low, low part of your life, you know. You're sitting in prison. You know how low you are. We all, everyone acts bad. Everyone acts bad. Everyone acts bravado. Yeah, I've got it. Bam, 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 man's this, that. The truth is we're all human. Mm. We all bleed. We all need to breathe. Like, we're all human. That's right. So when man's alone in that cell, man is just a normal human being still. And the truth is, reality kicks in. You still miss your mum. You still miss, like... The small things like being able to open your fridge and go to the sweet shop. You feel alone and you feel low and you feel like some sort of loss. So when when you see the never man in the prison and he's got something, he's got that glow and he's got that inner peace. You know, like Ibn Taymiyyah, there was a book letters from prison where he says it doesn't matter where we are. They could banish me to another country. They just gave me yeah. hijra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could imprison me. I'm a pr- this is this dunya is a prison for you, the believers anyway. I do vicar. So kill that, me and yeah, you could kill me. I become a, so the, the the Muslim is walking with the stories of the harbors and the great sheikhs, so mm. where they know this is this is just dunya, and you see that glow in them. So them non-Muslims are walking around the prison. I I believe they're looking at the Muslims and they're saying, "Listen, what have you got? I need some of that. Some <laughs> I need some of that." And then when they read about it or they learn about it, they know it's the truth. When the truth is presented in front of you, you can't ignore it. And obviously, obviously, there is gonna be a few cases where you're gonna say, "But them man are Muslims. They look like they are running the show. Mm. I want to join because of that. Mm. A man would join for many different reasons, but is that bad?" Because, you know, like, it might just be... I remember one shit was telling a story. That's how it might start. Mm. One person joined just because of the hygiene. Or one person might join just because of that. But then, once you're in... They say, once you're in... Like, someone said to me... Are you just, like... I remember someone commented once. You know, comments are weird. Someone said, (laughs) you're just a fake Muslim. You're just in it for the fame. And I said, rah. Fame comes with being Muslim. I said, (laughs) rah. I kind of look like, if you think this is fame, <laughs> then you lot don't even know what fame is, number one. Mm. Number two, fake Muslim. I said, you couldn't pay me enough in this life to break my sleep every day because I have to go and pray. <laughs> <laughs> to tell me everything. I can't even just pick up the sweets in the shop anymore and eat them. Yeah. I can't even walk in my house with any foot. I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't have this. I can't have that. I'm not allowed to just go out and celebrate and do this and that. All of that, faking. <laughs> There's no money in this dunya that can pay me to fake that. It can't. Well, does the man think this is easy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think this deed is easy? Yeah. Unless you're not doing it yeah, then. Of course, of course. Exactly. What? There's yeah. nothing. Why only, you fake something like that? Only, only 
the 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 belief in Allah and the and the hope of getting Jannah after we die Inshallah. is gonna make man do, do all of these things. Right. I was in Hajj with two pieces of white cloth with strangers laying in a tent, struggling. You fake that? Sweating, struggling. <laughs> Sweating for what? Right. Walking around. I'm, I would rather go LA yeah. and chill out. What? Like, do you understand? So some people I know, no matter what you do to get in, mm. this dean ain't like, if, if it ain't in your heart, you're walking straight back out. Mm. So they might have come in because they faked it or they just wanted to join the hype mm. or they just was attracted to this or that. But once you're in, this dean is not a joke. Mm. And, and, and they will learn like, do you know what? I love this. Mm. I love this. I found peace in this. And... And this gives me that contentment of knowing now my purpose of life and what happens after I die and leave this life. Over the years, over the years, bringing the podcast to a kind of a close, over the years when you spoke about that kind of massive spike in mm. uh, black males becoming Muslim, especially uh, prominent guys, guys who can articulate themselves, etc. What was the response from your experience and observations from the African Caribbean community to many of their sons and nephews coming out as Muslims? As, as as Christians Did you ever observe Any kind of antagonisms I think It was different For everyone As Again Every household's different Some household okay. Saw a positive change There was a lot of Positive change Within their kids Community chitter chatter You know every community Has a chitter chatter Yeah but at first In my community It was There was a fair there Yeah That's why I said First there was Is weird when oh, we see us coming out with yeah. the beards and the, 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 like, they were scared, like, in South, like, because there was a little What's bit next? of fear, like, and that's because of how the Muslims are also portrayed in the media. Yeah, like terrorism. So the Muslims are already like scary mm. to communities. Yeah. And then to see these street boys and now join them, mm. yeah. there was a bit of fear. There was a bit of fear, I admit. It was a bit of a mad mix. Yeah. Like, I remember so, sometimes the, once the police... <laughs> arrested me but they blocked off the whole road and they came like even me i come out my house and it was like, get free get out of there oh, and i'm seeing guns everywhere yeah. like on the roof around the back and i'm saying oh I, well, after i got arrested get down get down get down put your hands i'm saying you're saying put your hands up you're saying get down this is mad and everyone's yeah. got guns <laughs> when they've arrested me and they took me in the car and this is a convoy. And I was thinking, you blocked off the road to do this. I remember asking, why do you not come so heavy today? Like, <laughs> I remember getting arrested just on a normal. Like, yeah. What was that? And they're saying, like... Your name's Muslim. Now. Basically, it was the link to whatever... Some group or something. You're known as already as street boys. Yeah. And now... They believe in your link to because they were just radical groups, radical groups yeah, yeah, and they're Muslim now. And yeah, yeah. so I was just like, I'm just a normal brother. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, but but they, there was that whole extra. Um, but then at the same time, do you, do you think African Caribbean communities have now accepted that there is, will, will always be a portion of black males that will come out of prison Muslim now? Is it something that's just they've accepted it now that they will? I think because still I on think, the rise, I think it hasn't stopped. I think Muslim is just Islam in general in itself is the fastest growing religion. Mm. I think people of all races are just converting. When I was in Kuwait, every other day, a white male was coming to our institute Mm. to convert. So I think people... So the highest number, the, 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 the biggest group of ethnic converts are white females. 
in the UK. Yeah. In prison, it's it's black males, right? Um, and and that appeal is still there, and that's still on the rise. Has the has African Caribbean communities? What one basically said is, do you think they've kind of you said initially there was like a fear? Do you think that's still there, or is it? Kind no, of- I, I'm saying I don't think there was overall just a fear. Yeah, I think that was one of the responses. Okay, so cool. there was many different responses. I think some people was more like, "Wow, these street kids are becoming Muslim." There was fear there. Some people had the reaction, "That's really good. That's going to keep them off the streets." Wicked, Before cool. they were doing that, so now they're all reactions. going and praying. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's mixed reactions, and then some people are thinking. Everyone's thinking something different, and I think the same with. I think now this generally we're just there's so much conversions mm. you're not surprised when anyone comes out of prison yeah. and say they converted to Islam because no, Islam is a religion that anyone who searches for the truth ends up turning Muslim. I believe every other religion you're born you inherit. Mm. So if you're a Jew you just you was inherit like yeah, hidden, yeah. see it always all inheritance. You never search for that truth. You just inherited that as your truth. Spot and you carry on, yeah. But if you search for truth, you will always go to Islam. Because that's the truth. Spot on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who goes to prison is in a low and they're searching for something. And they'll more than likely come out as a Muslim. But I didn't convert. I wouldn't put it out there. I didn't convert in no prison. Mm. I wasn't at a low in my life. I was at a high. I was at a highest when everything was going right. I'd been doing films. I was like getting known. I'm on TV. And that's rare. Like, I was at that high. But the difference is, is I started my life on a low mm. where I was searching for high and I thought I'd find it in money and materials. So when I got the materials and I got that fame, I made it on TV and everything and I didn't find the inner peace that I was looking for. Mm. It was at that point that I started saying, well, where, what is the true purpose of life? Then if this ain't, and that's when I found Islam. So I ended up converting at, at my peak mm. more, which was more probably dawah for the people yeah. around me. Because mm-hmm. they're saying, rah, now he's known, he's on TV. That's the guy that's doing this. He was mm. emceeing in all the clubs he was known. Mm. But he became Muslim. So it was common news. And his people from his set, they're all becoming Muslim. So everyone know, knows us. And it, gives, it makes them intrigued and, wanted, and, and wanted to know more. Mad. Bringing the so now concluding on the podcast, brother. Yeah, mm. <clears throat> there's a massive debate which you said that you're not really aware of, but I'm going to put it out there anyway, right? Yeah. With non black ulama trying to address issues that are affecting different communities, right? So, for mm. example, it's not unheard of to hear these days, I don't entirely agree with it, but um, that you know, uh, in Asian areas, sexual grooming khutbas. Yeah, in it like like, like. Yeah, trying to address basically hot topics, hot topics that, that are relevant to the main community of that area. Yeah, so like up north in the Midlands, it's a common thing now, or it was at least periodically. Whenever there's a big case, like, what they're talking about at khutbas. Yeah, like khatibs will come out, look, fix up. You know, you shouldn't be grooming. First of all, you shouldn't even be committing zina, <laughs> yeah. but then it shouldn't be racialized and targeted towards white girls because white girls ain't easy skin, ain't easy. So we need to, we need to do something about this as responsible Muslims in our community. Yeah. There's people from our community who are doing these things. Young I don't agree with that The reason why I don't agree with that Because I think sexual predatory behaviour Transcends races I, It happens in all communities mm. Right Now where there's obviously High profile cases of Asian Muslim gangs Doing that I think it's been politicised To target and demonise Islam and Muslims But that aside You do have scholars and khatibs Talking about Certain topics Relevant and respective to Respective racial communities mm. When it comes to the black community 
right? <clears throat> and non-black scholars try addressing certain issues. Like I mentioned a scholar to you, I'm not going to mention him by name, but I'm off camera, but I mentioned him to you. Mm. When he was speaking about Black Lives Matter, Mm. He he mentioned that look, guys. You know this whole issue about police brutality in America with the black community. Hey, look, man. The, the issue starts at home, right? There's there's a, there's a fundamental issue with black families and their makeups at home. Another scholar, prominent Canadian scholar, uh, who's of some Somalian heritage, he came and gave a khutbah and he said that look, most black uh, people don't know their fathers, yeah, and that most black uh, people They've come from Zina He apologised for this By the way Yeah mm. Mad madness Yeah The point is And I wanna I wanna, I wanna bring the podcast To a close with this topic How do Non-black Scholars Address issues Pertaining to the black community oh, And do you know what I would extend that further Just to make it more simple And, for, and, and to clarify That it comes from A place of sincerity really 100%. Which is How do Muslims Address Matters In other communities that are not the same as theirs. So for example, how would an Asian Muslim try to help his brother who's not Asian? About a matter that may involve the black community, white community, Romanian community, Bengali community, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, as a Muslim, you also want to help other Muslims. Because it comes from a good... Like no, Asian. Like no Arab is better than a non-Arab, etc, so, etc. So for, for example, amongst Asians, it's a big thing that you have problem with in-laws. Or that you live in a particular family setup where everyone's involved in the decision-making process. You always marry your first cousin. You marry cousins and arrange marriages. So, so we've got our, Asians have their own respective cultural issues, yeah. and 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 non-Asian scholars have addressed those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, I would say a lot of white ulama and du'at they're always bashing Asian communities about some of our mad regressive practices. Backwardness, yeah. yeah. How does non-black ulama and du'at how do they address? Certain socio-economic issues within black communities Without coming across as Judgmental Judgmental or racist themselves I think that that is There's two ways of looking at that That is like um, Generally In any, any job, any field Once you put yourself in a position of being in a like, It's like that's why Celebrities have media training And Anyone who's going to take the podium yeah. and, and be outspoken now to a, to a set a group of people has to take into consideration, like they can't just speak, they have to have some sort of filter yeah, yeah. and they have to know what's offensive and what's not offensive or the stage is not for you. Okay. Yeah, Do you understand? That's yeah. how it is. It's like you've seen many times it comes in with pundits in football, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a man's sip of the tongue. He ain't a pundit no more. Mm. That is not allowed. You mm. can't just slip the tongue and say things that might be deemed as offensive mm. to a certain set of people. You have to kind of... So when you're taking... Every, there's not every job's for everyone. Like some people say, that's not for me. Mm. Speaking to audiences, it's not for me. I ain't got no filter. I wouldn't know how to... I might say something wrong or I might offend people. Mm. So anyone who's taking that position to like say, I'm going to be the one who addresses people needs to know what comes, what responsibilities come with that position. And if you are going to address people and issues that, that are 
of people of a different race and that then you need to know how to address it then without being offensive that's a personal thing mm. no, you need to know what you're you need to do your own research mm. as a speaker and know what you should say and what you shouldn't say about that respect about community. that respected community yeah. anyone who or don't take that 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 stand and don't take that podium or take the backlash that comes with it mm. be say i'm a speaker that don't care and say, and I don't care, you can say what you want about me or whatever, but understand this. And the same with any race. But at the same time, correct me if I'm wrong, when there is a people like like in 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 the times of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if they were saying go to these people, go to he would say, It's not just about who's the most knowledgeable. He might say, You go and speak with them because you speak in their language That's which right. they understand. That's right. Send the best person. Send the best person fit for each. So yeah, this is what I say we need people, not everyone, not everything's for everyone. We need certain people dealing with certain affairs and other people dealing with other matters. But I, but I find it problematic, Bilal. You know, if, if we start letting only white Muslims discuss white issues and Asian Muslims discuss Asian issues and blacks discuss black issues and Arabs address them, but that's, we're Ummat al-Wahid. We no, should be, we, I don't think like that. No, you're talking about as a skill. As a skill, yeah. like as a skill. As in what, and, as in knowing and could, what? And it could be open conversations yeah. like where, there's panels of speakers That's in right. certain places mm. where you've got different... It doesn't have to just be only you speak to that. Because then we're segregating. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. But it's, it's the people who know how to. But at the same time, another thing that I think we have a problem is with is we address issues too much in a sense where... Which is good. But we got to think if the, if, if, the, if the intention is to actually change the issue, change the problem, then... Addressing the issue is not going to always be the solution because you could give me, you could tell me the issue is the young boy, let's say, for example, too, too much carrying knives, too much listening to that kind of music, too much doing that. Yeah. Let's do a talk about the knife. Let's do a talk about the music. Let's do a talk about the grooming. Let's do a talk about that. Talk about that issue. Da, 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 da. That's not necessarily going to help the situation mm. because the truth is, no matter what you scream at me about what I'm doing, depending on what kind of mental state I'm in is what effect it has on me. So usually if you talk to me about, say I carry a gun on me and you're talking to me about this gun and you're saying to me, bro, you can't carry it. You might end up in jail. You might this, da, 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 da. You know, like if, if you kill one person, you could be responsible well, for humanity. killing the whole of humanity, mm, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's just falling on deaf ears right now. Cause I'm just feeling like, listen, you don't live my life and you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah. I need this. All right, yeah, all right, cool bro, I hear what you're saying. Bam, get outside, yeah, what's going on? I need to come pick it. Mm. Now, you see, if you don't talk to me about nothing to do with the gun, but you talk to me about Allah, my creator, mm. and you talk to me about how, why I was created and you just build up my Iman. Mm. You've built up my Iman to where I feel like I need to pray and you've made my Iman rise. I leave the room and I go, I don't even want to carry this no more because mm -hmm. my Iman's high. Mm -hmm. You're thinking And different. when your Iman's high, you think different. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. Instead of just tackling, addressing issues, it's falling on dead ears. We've got to deal with the Iman. People need uplifting. Spiritual issues. We need, we need uplifting. Yeah. People need uplifting because if, they, if, they, if we just hit people with the rules, it don't really work. Mm. You could tell a young boy and his girl, that's zina, don't do that, da, 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 da. What's zina to them? Like, mm. 
they're not like I say fair Allah as he ought to be fed like they ain't got that that don't penetrate the conscience don't kick in yeah. you know you they're read about the stage. heart they're not at that stage where the heart is like you know there's a stage where your heart's got so many black spots that it's come completely black now that you can do haram and your conscience don't even kick in yeah, it doesn't yeah, even yeah. they're there That's right. when, when you're in that stage the, the heart is not so dead where when, we, when you do a sin and you do wrong you're like oh what have I done mm. that's the but we need to get them at that level so we need to build up their their iman and their faith so that when you do tell them something and we do speak and that's what it is I feel like number one yeah we need to speak to the people in the language they understand number two the way we speak to them can't just be addressing topics oh don't free mix don't do this don't do that it needs to be building up the iman mm. dealing with the faith and then rather than just hitting addressing that addressing this addressing that that's that's what i think address more root spiritual cases, yeah yeah yeah, as yeah, yeah, to yeah. look man was telling me to stop doing music for years I said, bro, are you going to pay my bills? Like, that's all I was thinking. A man's saying, oh, a man's going to block your studio. Like, I said, all right, cool. I dare you. Mm. Getting even more ignorant. Mm. Ah, it's haram, bro. I don't want to hear it. Show me where do you see it says haram. I don't want it. Like, that is ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I've gone to do itikaf in mm. the mosque. Mm. It's silent. Ten days in the masjid. Mm. Praying and reading. No friends doing wrestling. Proper itikaf. Just reading and praying for 10 days. I tried to talk to one of the other young brothers that was doing it. Why uncle it? came and said, it's a calf, no speaking. If you want to speak, go out. Mm. I was like, right, just reading and praying. You see, after those 10 days, when I come out and I jumped in the car, someone's picked me up from the masjid and they put on the music. The music sounded wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. it didn't sound right. Mm. It was too... I was just like, whoa, 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 turn that down. Do you know where I'm just, you know where I just come from? I've just been in the masjid for 10 days, like listening to Quran every day and praying. That just feels wrong right now. And then, you see what it is? Then you got to realise, you see the heart is so like filled with goodness right now and Quran is rejecting them things yeah. naturally. Mm -hmm. But man was telling, and that was it. My heart, I didn't, I, that was the day I said, I'm not even making no more music. I'm done. But all of those times when man was telling me to stop. About the rulings. Yeah. I ain't stopping. Man was trying to throw rules at me and I was saying, forget all of that, bro. And you locked it off on that days after Itikaf. But after Itikaf, I cut it off. No one told me to. Mm. My heart. Mm. And that's when it's organic. And that's why I never went back to making music. Ever. If a man told me to stop and I said, all right, all right, I'll stop. Two years later, I might have started again. Mm. It never come from within. It wasn't from you, yeah. It weren't from me. It wasn't organic. Mm. Them changes need to be organic. You can't tell a girl, put on the hijab. What are you doing trying to look like Beyonce? Wear hijab. Mm. All right, I'm going to wear it. She's not wearing it for, it's for you. Mm. Don't let her do it for you. It's got to come from within. Mm. Build up that person's <clears throat> iman and faith and let them go and make the decision, the right decision from a from a sincere place mm -hmm. and because things that come easy they go easy mm -hmm. when it comes from sincerity it comes from within that is lot that's the foundation do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that's why i could see the brothers who converted and they done it just for the hype and two years later they're back on the road they're, they're not doing they're, 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 and then you can see the ones who came in after research and really felt that this day i'm ready i want to take my shahada it's nearly 20 years now we're still there you understand it's been a battle a struggle but we're still there never left them five daily prayers ever since that day I took my shahada in 2002 never left them five daily prayers never skipped a ramadan or I'm going to skip this oh, I'm not going to do it no mm. and that foundation comes from that 
sincerity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, no one's perfect. We're going to all but that. And that's what is needed, I think. Alhamdulillah. Blood, respect for that, brother. Enough love is an honor having you on me. Real honor, brother. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. And uh, you know, with all the Blood Brothers podcasts, we tell or offer our guests three things. Yeah. No, we don't give you that. (laughs) Did you get me that? Yeah, I did. And that was the wedding present, so you can't have none of that. So, what we do is (laughs) we offer our guests three challenges. Yeah. And it's entirely up to you, but you have to do one of them. You know what I mean? You'd, if you said no, you'd be the first guest to say no. So please don't. don't no, I, I'm, I'm, don't, not gonna reject, he's not going to reject us like that. Is so it? obviously, uh, option number one, you have to give one of us an arm wrestle. Option number two, you have to give one of us a thumb war. And option number three, being Bengalis, you, you, you may have to try a delicacy called pan and shapari. We do thumb war. Thumb war. I'm not trying anything. Yeah. It's, it's halal. Hey, let me smell it first. It's halal. It's, 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 halal. it's nuts and leaf. It's nuts and leaf, man. How much of it do I have to try? A little bit. As much as you like. What, what, why is it a part of the challenge? Is there something about it? Because it, it spicy, it's, it's from our culture. It's from and our culture, so right, it's bitter. Right, it is, right. it's bit, no, no, I have to get ready for you, man. You can't no, no, yeah, like we, that. Yeah, we, we compote, we'll we'll put get it together. We'll get ready for you. I've started, man. There's a, there's a method, it's a right, method. So, the, so, Bangladeshis and Pakistanis and Indians have this called Baan, yeah? So it's a leaf. There is a Haram version of this, but this isn't it, yeah? Yeah. So it's sweet and it's bitter. So that's why. Oh, I have to eat the leaf as well. You just chew yeah, it. Yeah, so it's edible. All of it's edible. It could be swallowed all up. You chew it. Well, this is what I'm working with right now. Is all right. Okay. okay yeah. Then, then you, it's going to get better. Then. Then try this. I'm surprised you've been Pakistan. I'm surprised no one yeah, offered this to you. Pakistan. I don't even make toba afterwards if you get a bit crunk. It's all good. <laughs> the leaf spoiling it. To be fair. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's what makes it organic. Yeah, no. You don't no, like no, it. No, we'll no. no, we'll make you another coffee after. We'll give you another <laughs> Enough love for that. It's an honor having this you on. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> have my water. Have my water. Have my water. What is the hell for that? Cut the camera so I can just do what I need to do. Okay, so <laughs> where's, where's the pin? Is there a pin? The pin's here. Don't worry. You know, he needs to spit it out, innit? Here's a tech cup. What? Talk us through your experience at the moment. What, 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 what are you feeling at the moment? This is part of the podcast. Is it, is it, how, how's it feeling? Is it spicy? Is it bitter? Is it both? Who's voluntarily eating this? An entire nation. An entire nation? An entire nation of over 200 million people potentially. Yeah, I want a bit of that leaf. It's right, yeah. I want a bit of that leaf and beetle nut. She's breaking bit hearts right about now. That's mad. That's mad. I don't know. Will you try it ever again? No, no, no. Now, to be fair, Dili set you up. There's, there's a, there was a key ingredient that he missed out today. What was that key ingredient? Crushed rose petal. Come on, Bahad. But it was there, look. Nah, you gave it. You were moving tight with that. Look. Trust me. Nah, nah, nah. It's not good enough. Anyway, listen. It is what it is. At least Bilal said you can try it. He's that's right, that's now. right. Yeah. You know what? The aftertaste is better than the taste. Yeah, yeah that's the rose petal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's it. It tastes kind of fruity. Fruit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have blessed you with more mm. of that, but he, he was tight on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, it was an honor, man. Honestly, yeah. we'll love you. It's wicked having you on, B. Brothers and sisters, and that is all for today. When you get this video, subscribe to the Five Pillars YouTube channel for our listeners and viewers from North America. Subscribe to the Mad Mumblers channel, like this video, leave a comment, share the video. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh and watch Khalid Yassin's Purpose of Life. Blood Burma's podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Mumblers production.